folks um we're back at it man putting the pieces together and uh keeping the ball rolling until the wheels fall off and uh that's what we got to do that's what everybody has to do we got to keep on working there's no other way there's no other way guess it each shout out to frank severo yeah <laughs> yeah man uh jenko in a uh, godfather 2 and uh carbone and goodfellas Hey, Cassidy. Hey, hey, I got my new mozzarella. Yeah, enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> oh my God, dude. A lot of things are cracking. Uh, a lot of stuff's been going on. Um, I am now a candidate for a city council here in the city of Riverside. Got all my, uh, my petitions together for my signatures that got turned in. Uh, Paid the money for the statement to be published on uh, the mail-in ballot, uh, which is going to be, I think they're going to be distributed out on uh, between like uh, May 6th and the 10th, and uh, the actual election is uh, January 4th, 2009. It's going to be a mail-in uh, election, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see the outcome right now, just making phone calls. Um you know, just uh, getting the word out. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? I haven't seen anything on social media yet. Uh, we're gonna get to that. Let's relax for right now. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, uh it's uh, it's different. Um, you know, you definitely um, you uh, you put your uh, your uh, you jump in with your uh, two feet in the water, obviously. Um, you know, from being uh on the project area committee and uh. Uh, believe uh, was it between two thousand five and and two thousand twelve? I want to say, um, you know, we learned a lot, but that was just an advisory advisory committee to the city council on uh, issues of redevelopment in a uh, in uh, our ward, Arlanza La Sierra, uh, back when there was money to redevelop. Um, but after it kind of went down the tubes due to the housing crisis, uh, we kind of seen that um, um, project area committee uh, disbanded by the state government. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're going to get the word out. Um, I want to ask uh, any of you folks that are familiar with Riverside or live in Riverside or know anybody that lives in the 7th Ward to please let them know uh, that I am running. Um, this isn't about me or you. This is about us. Um open up the communication between uh, the folks that live in the ward. Um, and let's put, uh, let's get a meeting of the minds together and um, forward progression for the ward. You know, let's, uh, obviously basic things like fix up the streets. Also, let's, uh, for our local high schools that are part of the uh, Alvord Unified uh, School District, um, you got La Sierra High School and you got Norte Vista High School, where I went to high school in Norte Vista, uh, to get them, um, Let's uh, get them some funding. My whole thing is, um, upon winning, um, or if I win, uh, 
just out of what any of the monies that I do get, um, annually give the high school uh, $1,000 a piece and to go to uh, uh, further a higher education. We can break uh, break it up in four subjects, 250 a piece, or one subject. But when the time comes, uh, definitely um, talk to the um, principals, uh, counselors, and see what where we can uh, you know put those funds at. And also, um, I mean, I know there's a lot of comics that actually do fundraisers or whatnot, but comics get paid. But actually, uh, do some uh, fundraisers in the um, in the uh, avenue of uh, higher education to give these guys uh, and girls um, some pocket money, some book money, uh, money to uh, further their uh, cause and um, further furthering their education um, at the college university level. Um, what else? Uh, oh, there's never been a skate park here. We need a skate park, obviously. We need funds for that, but you got to figure that out too. What's allotted, and I don't even know how it works to get funds. So, um, open to any ideas, open to uh, any suggestions. Um, uh, definitely let me know. Uh, my name. <laughs> oh, you're like I'm talking to strangers, huh? Uh, Rodrigo Torres Jr. And uh, if you guys want to call me on any uh, ward or. Uh, uh, election uh, uh, related issues uh, please call me at 951-818-2415 and uh, we'll get it going uh, from there so yeah um, it's official um, and uh, anybody that wants to extend their hand and help uh, you're uh, more than welcome to hit me on social media or uh, the phone number there as I just said it so yeah it feels like uh, like I'm growing up or something <laughs> And, uh, yeah, just to be a uh, representative here uh, locally, uh, to be an example of uh, direct uh, democracy with an open-door policy. So, yeah, man, that's what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Um, I know I lagged on um, episode 53. Uh, There's two reasons uh, why I lagged. First reason was I could not find the audio recording with uh, a gentleman. Excuse me, a gentleman by the name of uh, Donald Perry, who gave me a lift to the uh, Birmingham uh, Institute of um, Civil Rights. He uh, gave me a ride there, and uh, we had a conversation, about a 20-minute conversation about the civil rights movement, about him uh, growing up right there um, where Kelly Ingram Park is, on um, right by 16th Street uh, Baptist Church. And uh, he was very cool and uh, very hospitable and informative in, in essence, like uh, what they call in the study of history, a uh, primary source. Uh, so yeah, definitely want to give them a shout out. Um, I got the recording. I transferred it from my phone, and now it's a uh, part of episode 53 uh, at the end. So shout out to Donald Perry. And the second reason was I was a bit reluctant to release it uh, because I thought I was I sounded too weak. I thought I sounded too vulnerable. And, um, but that's how I felt when I was there. That's how I felt when I recorded it. I didn't want it to be too somber, but that's how it came out. Uh, so, uh, the South always gives me a very eerie feeling, uh, especially that part of the South. Um, I remember being on a tour bus, uh, with Voodoo Glow Skulls and, uh, we were coming in from uh, Florida and, uh, we were passing by Montgomery, Alabama and I just remember um, just hearing stories about the freedom fighters and then how dark it was out there and, and just getting that like little uh, that little feeling of like, whoa. Like it was like that one song. What is it? The Bangles? I think we're alone now. It was just, 
you know, and also then you get that um that like that Jason uh, <laughs> it was really uh it's really uh it's really different um you know and traveling around the country i mean uh from being here in california and then going all around uh our great nation also gives you a different feeling but uh nothing like the south and it's not in in the florida which is super south i've never get got that feeling ever um and again because i think birmingham being the nucleus of the civil rights movement um is really doing part of the uh in doing part due to the history and um just uh how I've been lectured on the subject uh, and a shout out to uh, professor uh, Joyce Hansen out there at California State University San, uh, San Bernardino um and that's um home of the coyotes um she was the uh um she was a professor in American history but it was actually women's history women's American history with a concentration in the civil rights movement so her passion kind of like you know like reignited um reignited my uh, love for uh, that history also i mean i i read the malcolm x book before that read speeches by uh, mlk and knew about stokey Car carmichael the um uh the black panther movement out here in cali um also um ladies like sojourner truth and um yeah so but that was reignited with her and uh, when i was back at uh cal state san Bernardino. Also, there was another uh, a professor that I want to give a shout out to, and that's uh, Robert, uh, Dr. Robert Blackie, professor, uh, professor of British history, and uh, Dr. Pedro Santoni, um, uh, expert in uh, history of Mexico and uh, Latin American history. But it was uh, Hansen, out of those three that I just mentioned, um, uh, she was the most passionate. And passionate in a different way, just much more of uh, an advocate for women's rights and uh, women's history. So I brought her a little trinket back. I probably mail it to her. I don't know if I have time to go out there. And um, yeah, so that all that all came together. All those like um, uh, little emotions, you know. And some people are going, "Bro, but you ain't black." It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with what, 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 what value to understanding that you have in certain movements, you know. I mean, I don't know if one day I'll go to the Coliseum and get emotional about that or um, go to uh, Greece, you know. And I got, I've got, i gotten that feeling in uh, Zacatecas. I felt that way. Even Mexico City. Um, and just, you know, just sitting here, you know, sometimes just sitting there thinking by myself about, you know, whether it's family or historical events or even my life, you know. But sometimes you don't want to sound too weak, you know, or too vulnerable, you know. Um, you don't want to be like, oh, man, dude, this dude's really being a wuss right now, bro. <laughs> I'm just being myself, man, and authentically as I possibly can. Um, that's why I, I want this uh, podcast, you know, and it's more. The more podcasts I do, you want that transparency of, uh, of humanity. That's why uh, I really, really enjoy uh, even listening to um, Coco or even him be my friend having a conversation with him on the phone and uh talking to him every other week or once a week that like brightens me up that uh his um his uh his uh i guess you can say it, or call it like window to the soul is very very uh transparent in that uh in that sense and that's why i'm sure that's why a lot of people love him but that's one of the reasons why i love him and it's uh 
even to call that gentleman a friend is a is a great feeling in and of itself. So maybe that can give you guys a gist of how I felt on the last podcast, just speaking about the uh, institute uh, there uh, for civil rights in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, I think, I mean, obviously not everybody's going to go, but I was really surprised at the different types of people that were in there, um, um, the different age groups, and just people willing to go take a step into um, our um, horrid history, um, but also history nonetheless. I mean, the uh, the Freedom Fighters bus is there. You can see it. It's bombed. You can see the front portion of it, and so you're like, wow, dude wow, how can somebody just, like, terrorize people for wanting change, you know? Change in the sense that you don't want to enter the restaurant from the back of the room or even enter the restaurant alone at all. Um, drink out of different water um, faucets. Um, you know, protest in a peaceful Muhammad Gandhi, MLK, nonviolent fashion and get dogs sicked on you, um, fire hoses, billy clubs, you know, but that's just cultural, a shift from, um, being an enslaved people to actually competing like the folks that used to have you, um, in shackles. And it's, it's very trippy, you know, um, I remember listening to a podcast with uh, Questlove, I believe it was a champs, and uh, he referred to uh, the um, to uh, the slave days as the Black Holocaust, and there is no argu- arguing that. Um, and that was the first time I've ever heard it. I never really he- heard of heard it in that fashion, um, in a historical through a historical perspective or a lecture, or even upon reading it. You know, maybe um, you got a lot of more source material out now that. Um, that um that uh states a lot of uh more uh let's say modern uh theories or um uh, actual examples of history so yeah so yeah um that's that that's how it went down and like if you have a chance to ever go down there it's um it's uh it's a fantastic piece of american history to sh- uh a footnote right there that you can see that like go wow you know open your eyes even more and like i mentioned on the last podcast uh, there was a riverside resident uh, known as a uh, burt williams and he was a vaudeville star and he lived here in riverside and had a, a big uh, picture of him and it was like really 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 uh wonderful full to see that so yeah man <laughs> it's weird dude i started getting these like uh, i mean i get these um Weird, like, I don't know, I guess you can say uh, states of mind. But, um, yeah, it was uh, really, really, really uh, cool to see. And uh, I hope to the folks that um, get a glimpse into that, uh, you know, um, that you guys like, you know, at least, you know, as far as being entertaining or, um, you know, uh, what can I say, interesting to you, hopefully, um, you know, you uh, can get something out of that. So shout outs. <laughs> Uh, one thing I do want to say is uh, when I uploaded the um, episode today in the morning, and I got to say that um, I think I made my coffee too strong. I put uh, six scoops of coffee, and uh, yeah, man, it didn't have me jittery. It didn't have me all amped, but it had me like just zooming. And it's nothing unlike the coffee we had in uh, Miami. And shout out to Miami. We were at the Miami Improv with uh, myself. And uh, Johnny Roque 
and uh, Felipe Esparza. Um, and we had a good time, dude. It was really, 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 really cool. Um, right when we got there that night, we went to La Carreta, uh, which is a famous restaurant out there. Um, and uh, I had uh, lechon, which is, to me, it tastes like fr- uh, fresh carnitas. But it's, um, um, what is it? It's supposed originally supposed to be like in the ground. But uh, uh, they give you the little crispy like chicharron skin with it. Oh, my God. They put it on top. Maron, right? And um, I just want to compare that I went to have some lechon up the street here at a Puerto Rican restaurant. And they actually put on, for my little crispy or, like, skin, they actually put, like, one of those bagged um, little chicharron pieces on there. Like, you know, those ones that you buy at a liquor store that you drink with a beer. And I was like... I was like Joey Dockett. You guys don't know who this guy is, but I'm going to do his voice. I was like, wow, bro. Wow, homie. I can't believe they did me like that. (sighs) (laughs) But that lechon that I had um, at La Carreta is just a whole nother level. And I had a cafe con leche, but it was cool because they separated the milk, leche's milk in Spanish, from the actual coffee and it's espresso. But it's not like colada or coleado, which is where they mix in a spoonful of uh, sugar. And that's the Cuban coffee right there. Um, But I had that and I just took the milk out or I didn't uh, integrate the milk into the coffee to make it a cafe con leche because that's pork and milk. I mean, it's a very, 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 um, I think, sinister combination. Uh, gastrically speaking <laughs> so I just did the espresso and it's a trip because I've been to Miami a handful of times and I've always done the Cuban coffee always done the Cuban coffee but this time I had one on the last day which was Sunday when we went to South Beach and I just had one colada or colada and um, it was really really good dude and I think Johnny and Felipe each had like three apiece and they all had the jitters dude <laughs> they were he and you you could just see that fool just like leg all kicking. I was like, damn dog. <laughs> and then they 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 even felt queasy. They felt like they wanted to puke later. Um, it was probably because we just had like I think we only had like you know bread or something like that. Like uh, we had some um, some uh, what is it the guava um, with um, which is like uh, I don't know like a strudel. This fool said a strudel. <laughs> But it's like, you know, just a uh, flaky type of uh, croissant-ish uh, uh, bread. But in, I like the the ones with the guava and cheese. And, uh, dude, oh, my God. And this is the first time I tasted just coconut ones. Oh, my God. It was so bomb. So bomb. And that's probably the newest discovery that I've had um, since i first been to Miami. And I've been going to Miami since 1996. Originally with the Voodoo Glow Skulls when they were on a tour out there. Uh, actually flew to Miami, spent the night. Next morning we flew to Puerto Rico, stayed there for two days, came back to Miami, started the tour, went all the way up uh, um, Florida from Miami, and then uh, cut across the south uh, and all the way back to San Bernardino. So yeah, man, the good old days, 1996, man. So, yeah, and I was going to tell you guys, all right, so, yeah, shout out to Miami, um, our homie that we met that works security at the Improv, Isaiah, um, 
Shout out to Isaiah. It was super, super cool. The only thing that he we didn't get to do, and I this is I wanted to do that instead of going to South Beach, but I'm just like, hey, dude, I roll with the team. Whatever you guys want, boom, it's all good. I'm I'm down. You know what I mean? So, um, we uh, went to South Beach, and um, Isaiah took us, um, and um, we the other other spot that we were gonna go to was gonna be uh, the Freedom Tower. And that's supposedly the supposedly or historic what he was telling me. That's a tower where you know some um, immigrants uh, that were from Cuba that didn't have anywhere to stay. Um, they got to America, and some of them were just sleep right there at the Freedom Tower. And it's a very symbolic um, uh, uh, piece of uh, Cuban American history. And uh, yeah, man, if you guys want to follow Isaiah. Um, give him a follow. Tell him I sent you. And it's Mosh Pit underscore Messiah. And it's a trip because this dude's all into like Slayer. He's in like a bunch of cool bands. And it's a uh, and it was a trip because you don't you don't really find anybody that like knows what's up with like you know the Cro-Mags and even like you know Deftones was my favorite band of course. But uh, had cool uh, conversations about music with him. And he also uh, put me on uh, onto a podcast. It's all about the. Um, it's all about the um, the Sopranos, so that was a total cool, totally cool of him. So yeah, shout out to Isaiah, and what was oh let me uh, finish out with a shout out. Uh, shout out to San Angelo, Texas. We just got back from there. Um, you guys were on fire Friday night. Um, I've never been to San Angelo, Texas, and we super 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 had fun, um, and it was cool. Uh, we were in, we were out, and uh, yeah, man, uh, great ass show. <laughs> great ass shows that is a great show <laughs> let's uh, get the ass out of there <laughs> and uh, let me see uh, dates so coming up we have um it's going to be at the um here we go it's going to be at the improv <laughs> it's going to be at the improv this fool um it's going to be um the end of this month we have um the it's the Arlington Improv, and that's going to be um, the 29th through the uh, 31st of this month. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, we're going to have fun. Uh, Arlington, we are on our way. That's going to be five shows. You guys can go to the Improv website or go to felipesworld.com for tickets. And, uh, yeah, man, we're going to have fun. Also, we have the uh, show in Spanish, the first show in Spanish. That I'm ever going to do, or not ever going to do, um, my first Spanish show ever. And uh, that's going to be April 9th at the Life Arts Building. And that's going to be a Viva Los Joke show in Spanish with uh, Felipe Esparza, uh, Martin Rizzo, and myself. Uh, we might have a couple guest spots if um, somebody wants to toss out a joke in Spanish. And that's going to be on the corner of Lemon and University, the Life Arts Building. Right there in a smack downtown Riverside. Showtime, 8 p.m. And uh, all tickets at the door. And that's brought to you by uh, myself, uh, Division 9 Gallery, and uh, Viva Los Jokes in Spanish. April. That's right, folks. April 9th. That's the second Tuesday of the month. And with that being said, also doing another Spanish show. This one in uh, the wonderful city of uh, San Diego. At the Comedy Palace, and that's going to be um, the thirteenth. So that um, that uh, the thirteenth, that's going to be the following um, 
the following Saturday of that Tuesday. So if you guys are in the San Diego area, that's going to be at the Comedy Palace in San Diego. And again, Benji Reyes, I believe, is going to be on the show. There's a couple other gentlemen on the show. Uh, myself, uh, Martin Rizzo, and uh, Felipe Esparza. So yeah, man, those are our shows. Um, Texas, we're going to hit you up again. And we are on our way. And uh, just remember... Um, all the shout-outs right here are shout-outs because, you know, I'm just shouting you out. You guys are cool, and uh, you guys show me nothing but love, man. So uh, um, shout-out to Mega Man always, 6980, Javi Mesa 80, Michael underscore Alexander, Marconius underscore Maximus, Gla Ma Murillo 66, underscore Dodger David 00, and Soko21, yeah, man, Sacktown Surge, not forgetting about you, and Maloso underscore Zacatecano, yeah, man. Thank you very much uh, for uh, always uh, breaking off a brother with a little bit of love. Very much appreciated. Also, uh, shout out to whom? Um, Danny Frank on Twitter. Um, Berserker. <laughs> RZ and um, all of you guys that listen to the Yeah Man podcast. So, with that being said, what else we got cracking? <laughs> I don't know, dog. It must be you. Um, oh yeah, one thing I wanted to share with you guys that I seen this morning, right when I was uh, drinking my super jittery coffee. Um, there is a new. The Supreme Court upheld the government's authority to detain and deport immigrants for past crimes. Now, why is this important? If you are an immigrant and not a not an American citizen, uh, it could be it could be this information could be useful to you. Um, and I'm going to pretty much read you the, the entire article just so you can get a gist of it if you don't have time. So the the article is by David G. Savage. He's a savage. And it was uh, published today. And here we go. It's under uh, politics. Uh, again, uh, the Supreme Court building in D.C. All right. The Supreme Court on Tuesday upheld the Trump administration's power to arrest, hold, arrest and hold legal immigrants indefinitely if they had passed crimes on their records that could trigger deportation, even if they've served their time years ago or were convicted of minor drug offensive offenses. Now, the justices, by a 5-4 vote, agreed that Congress authorized mandatory detention of non-citizens who were subject to deportation because they had committed crimes ranging from violent felonies to drug possession, and that they may be taken into custody by immigration agents long after they are released from state or local custody, the court said. The ruling in Nielsen versus Priup and that's Priup, spelled P-R-E-A-P, is based on an interpretation of a 1996 law, but it takes on added significance because the Trump administration has been more aggressive in arresting and jailing legal immigrants with crimes on their records. Justice Samuel A. Alito Jr., speaking for the court's conservatives, said Congress believed it would be, quote, too risky to allow 
dangerous criminals and terrorists to remain free on bail while their deportations were pending. But he went on to describe the law as requiring mandatory detention for non-citizens who had committed crimes, and that's quote, including, for example, any drug offense by an adult punishable by more than one year of imprisonment as well as a variety of tax offenses, end quote. He was joined by Chief Justice Robert John G. Roberts Jr. and Justices Clarence Thomas, Neil M. Gorsuch, and Brett M. Kavanaugh. So there you have it. All the conservative uh, justices uh, went hand in hand to beat out um, the much more uh, uh, liberal um, justices. Now, continuing, Justice Stephen G. Breyer, speaking for the four liberals, read his dissent in the courtroom. The quote, the greater importance of the case lies in the power that the majority's interpretation grants to the government. It is a power to detain persons who committed a minor crime many years before. Quote, he said, quote again, and it is a power to hold those persons, perhaps for many months, without any opportunity to obtain bail. Quote. He said the Constitution gave all people the right to a hearing if they were held by the government. So his quote, I would have thought that Congress intended to adhere to these values and did not intend to allow the government to apprehend persons years after their release from prison and hold them indefinitely without a bail hearing, Breyer said. Quote, Lawyers for the American Civil Liberties Union had brought a case, a class action suit in California on behalf of lawful immigrants who faced mandatory detention long after they had been released or relatively for relatively minor crimes. Eduardo Padilla, one of the named plaintiffs, came to the United States in 1966 as an infant and became a lawful permanent resident in the Sacramento area. He has five children and six grandchildren, children, all of whom are U.S. citizens. Padilla had two convictions for drug possession in 1997 and in 1999 and served 90 days in jail in 2002 for having an unloaded pistol in a shed. In 2013, federal agents arrested him for those past crimes and held him for deportation. But he went free after the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled the, quote, mandatory detention, unquote, uh, provision did not apply to the immigrants such as Padilla. He was released on $1,500 bond because a judge decided he did not present a danger and was not likely to flee. The plaintiff, the lead plaintiff in the case, Moni Priap, had come from Cambodia as a child and had been a lawful resident since 1981. He was taken into custody for two convictions for possessing marijuana in 2006, but an immigration judge later canceled his deportation and he was released. ACLU Deputy Legal Director Cecilia Wang, who argued the case, criticizing the ruling for, two, quote, for two terms in a row now, the Supreme Court has endorsed the most extreme interpretation of immigration detention statutes, end quote. She said, 
quote, allowing mass incarceration of people without any hearing simply because they are defending themselves against a deportation charge. He will continue to fight the gross overuse of detention in the immigration system. Period. End of quote. Tuesday's decision overturns a ruling of the Ninth Circuit Court that had extended bail hearings and possible release to immigrants who had served time for their crimes and were living and working in their communities. The legal dispute turned on a provision of the law that said the mandatory federal detention was triggered, quote, when an alien is released, end quote, from state prison or local jail. Based on that clause, the Ninth Circuit Court judges said the mandatory detention rule did not apply to immigrants had been released months or years or who had been released months or years earlier. But Alito said the first provision of the law said the government, quote, shall take into custody any alien, end quote, with certain crimes on their record and that the duty to arrest and hold these people did not and simply because they were not taken into custody immediately. The court, the high court, heard arguments on the case in mid-October, the same week that Kavanaugh took his seat. He spoke up in defense of the Trump administration, administration's view that the law was intended to authorize federal agents to arrest and hold immigrants with past crimes on their records, regardless of when they were released. He questioned whether, quote, we should be putting in a time limit, end quote, on taking immigrants into custody. Both sides in the case agreed that the mandatory detention rule applied both to immigrants who were in the country legally, as well as those here illegally. Early last year, the high court broadly upheld the government's power to detain immigrants in jail for months or years as they fight deportation. In a 5-3 decision, the court ruled federal law gave these detainees no right to a bail hearing and a chance to go free. The decision in Jennings v. Rodriguez did not resolve whether this indefinite detention rule was constitutional. Dissenting Justin Breyer emphasized that the Constitution said, quote, no person shall be deprived of liberty, end quote, uh, without due process of law, which he said required a hearing. The case decided t- this morning, Tuesday, was a follow-up to last year's ruling and was more limited in its scope. It involved only detained immigrants who had been earlier released from custody. So that's the thing. If you're here in the country legally as an immigrant, this case affects you, Uh, this ruling. It might not seem that way or if you know somebody, but, you know, the whole thing of being on your best behavior now is uh, they can come after you later. Again, do I agree if uh, you committed crimes um, and now you're done with them? Does it suck, or is it not right to get scooped up by the police? Uh, Whether it's right or wrong on a moral lens or through your moral lens or moral compass, now they can do that. Again, it's going to take resources or whatnot and programs to put it in place, and you know, which I'm sure already are. Um, Yeah, definitely something to think about now. And that's what that that's why 
it's so important <laughs> to be involved in the democratic process. Because, you know, some say that, um, you know, uh, the uh, the pendulum swings to one side or the other. Um, you all know, already know there's been two appointments by uh, the president now of Supreme Court justices, and uh, two of them waited on this side. So, yeah, so I guess the uh, uh, thing of being on your best behavior is irrelevant to some folks now. But, uh, yeah. So, and the reason why this is uh, kind of kind kind of a, a win for the administration is because it now it's in effect now um, it's upheld, you know. So what happened in the ninth uh, district court is now like irrelevant. Now you ha- now you get no uh, no uh, no due process of law, and I guess the conservative judges were going. We're thinking about, yeah, you get due process if you are a citizen, but not a legal immigrant. And that was a thing that it was hinging on uh, from this article. And, uh, yeah, so I got this article out of the LA, uh, LA Times, again, uh, written by David G. Savage. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was like, uh, how the British would say, a bit interesting, mate. Wowza. Um, <laughs> not to bring anybody down or whatnot, but, yeah, ain't no joke out there folks uh so what what else has been going down yeah miami we hit you up with that and that's it i just wanted to keep get the ball rolling let you guys know what was happening with me and uh i'll update you uh and there's no apologies man i'm just gonna keep rolling keep rolling keep rolling keep rolling keep rolling um dude Oh my God, it's uh, it's a trip. Like uh, now, everything's coming together. The only thing is, I need to exercise. We all need to exercise. Got to get that blood pumping. And dude, I was mowing the lawn. Uh, got back Saturday. Um, went out to dinner with the fam, and then we uh, had a barbecue here um, uh, Sunday. But before the barbecue, uh, uh, I mowed the lawn. And I was like, oh, oh my God, dude, I'm so out of shape. It's ridiculous, dude. But that's one cool thing. We had a little barbecue. Uh, sister-in-law came over with the brother-in-law. And the kids mess around, hanging out here. Uh, hot dogs, steak. Um, it was cool. And it's cool to have that f- uh, family atmosphere. It's, it's, a, it's a trip. It's like you grow up and you are a part of a family. And then you have to grow up by yourself. And if that's what you want, you know, there's a lot of folks that are independent. I was pretty much independent my entire existence after leaving my folks home. And uh, up until a couple years back, three, four years back, um, you, uh, you you grow up and then you, you, you become a, a member of your own family. You know, you create a family. And uh, it feels good, man. Now I really have like a home base, you know, because you're like a wandering, kind of like a wandering stray, like a stray dog, you know, as a dude, as a man. Um, that's how I felt, you know, I've always, you know, always worked, had jobs, but never really had a girl, um, never had that, uh, that feeling of like, all right, dude, I come home to something and it's cool. It's cool to see the faces. If it makes you real good, feel real good, even being apart for like a day, you know, and it's, uh, unconventional. We stay here, uh, and we stay over there, but we're always together and that's what counts, dude. Um, so Yeah. It's really, it's really, it's really fascinating to see uh, how it comes together, and you're the one that makes it happen. That's the only way it's going to happen. You and that other person are now a bigger you. 
you're an us. And uh, yeah, it was it was very cool. And yeah, just getting my chops back right here on the podcast. And um, you know, like one of those people, you can't stop talking, bro. But <laughs> it's weird. You get in a good rhythm. You know, you start. You know, you know, you just go. And um, uh, yeah, so it feels good. I feel good. But now the body wants something else. The body, the body needs to get taken care of too, man. Uh, so yeah. Uh, as I continue growing, I'll continue, I'll continue sharing and, uh, there's a lot, it's still a lot of work to be done. Still a lot of work to be done. Uh, I'm still helping out my pops. He's wrapping up his project. Um, and shout out to, uh, Madera Plumbing out in, uh, Riverside. They service the greater Los Angeles area. They are, uh, unofficial, official, uh, sponsor of the podcast. And, uh, yeah. So you can get a hold of them at area code um, 951. That's area code 951-505-0837. Ask for Anto- Antolino Jr. He'll take care of you guys. And it's uh, Madera Plumbing. They'll take care of everything from uh, out in the from Riverside to the greater Los Angeles area. So other than that, uh, you guys have a wonderful uh, rest of the week. And uh, my name is Rodrigo Torres Jr. Again, you guys know anybody in the 7th Ward in the city of Riverside? Um, I sincere, sincerely ask for their vote. Uh, if I haven't met them, please uh, feel free to give me a call at 951-818-2415 or hit me up on social media. And um, with that being that, we will see you on the 9th in downtown Riverside for the Viva Los Joke show in Spanish. Uh, in San Diego at the Comedy Palace on the 13th and at the end of the month at the Arlington Improv. And that's going to be um, in Arlington, Texas. <laughs> so, yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, dude, um, I'm feeling good. And, uh, yeah, hopefully everybody continues to have a wonderful rest of the week. And uh, those uh, dates, again, for the Arlington Improv are the 29th and uh, through on through the 31st. You guys keep shining and uh, check out this tune. And I really love this tune. Uh, my homie Vinny's on tour with John Five right now. And uh, there's no vocals on any of his music, but just, like, his guitar, just, like, it just, like, it signals hope. You know what I mean? That light at the end of the tunnel that everybody shoots for. And regardless of where we're at, um, you can always uh, you can always do something about it. You know what I mean? It's up to you, as long as you're alive. So yeah, man, check out this tune and continue to shine. Peace. Yeah, man.
Yeah, man. Yeah. Straight ripping. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, can you stop saying yeah, man? Yeah, man. Uh, so with that being said, folks, um, yeah, it was a sweet tune. And uh, John 5, uh, the name of that song is uh, Portrait of Sidney Sloan. You can just see how that those rips, those uh, riffs just rip in a little. All right, enough. Get off his. Uh. Uh, if you guys want a yeah man shirt, hit me up in uh, the DMs, and I can send you the PayPal link. Also, please, please, please um, uh, leave some comments. Um, where you guys listen on the podcast on iTunes, please. Um, it just brings our ratings up and um, a lot of interaction. Whether it's SoundCloud or Stitcher or uh, whatever avenue you guys listen to the Yeah Man podcast. All right. You guys have a wonderful rest of the week. This time, this is the end. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye bye. Yeah, man. Orale. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's the podcast with Rodrigo Torres Jr. Podcast with Rodrigo Torres, man, oh yeah.